but also to think about her own life and important events for her and I'll be sharing mine and important events for mine and then we'll kind of you know talk Welcome to Successfully Speaking with Tyler Smith Barbosa and myself, Jessica Courtney Rivera. Tyler and I are very good friends of, oh my God, 20 years. We've grown up together, become mothers together, planned weddings with one another, and now we're here growing businesses and riding the waves of life. Thanks for joining us. Homeschool can look like whatever you and your family need. For instance, This year, my preschooler will be doing four-hour days, four days a week, at a local preschool. This gives me more time to focus on my sixth grader. And then, when she comes home, I'll just switch off and get some one-on-one time with her. And another awesome turn of events, Jessica, (laughs) you're writing your own curriculum this year. How's that been going? Great. So, um, I guess first... Uh, previously, Layla did um, Pennsylvania Virtual Charter School online. Um, she did an asynchronous program, which is like when um, you receive the materials, you receive the curriculum, but you go at your own pace. And um, I was basically the teacher. Um, and she would just have to check in with the teacher at the school every now and then um, and complete um, some sort of assessment. Mm-hmm. How often were the assessments? Uh, I would say uh, probably monthly, actually, now that I think about it. I think it was like the um, first week of every month. Okay. Um, it wasn't bad. It, it, it just wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Um, so I decided this year that we would give it a try. Um, just creating my own curriculum it wasn't as hard as I thought mm-hmm. um I feel like I have like you know enough experience and understanding of like what it is that I need to do uh I think what held me back from doing it before was just time and the fact that I was homeschooling other children and I just they were at different levels and it just didn't feel like that would be it would work Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited. Yeah. What um, what subjects are you guys doing this year? What's interesting about the curriculum, or what do you find exciting about the curriculum that you've written? So, I've really built our curriculum around um, bonding. Uh, Layla, she's nine. She'll be ten in November, and I feel like this is the time in a girl's life where you know. Things start to change uh, based off of like developmental planes and things like that. Children start to develop an interest in friends and, you know, that becomes their priority and family kind of takes a backseat, which is totally fine. Um, But I just felt like, you know, before we really went into teenagerdom, (laughs) that I would, you know, take some time and really, like, secure our relationship and kind of just share things that we enjoy like with what? one another. So, one thing that I really... So, all right. First of all, 
talking about love languages um Layla's really like words of affirmation and quality time are like her top two and so um I'm using homeschool as a way to really get in that quality time uh for example we're using we're doing um novel studies and the thing that's different is um we're going to be reading I'm going to be reading aloud to her so during the novel study she's not going to be reading the novels at all actually like independently I'm going to be reading aloud to her now she will have other opportunities to practice reading Mm -hmm. um, but they aren't a part of like our daily curriculum layout Um, or maybe they are but they're just in other ways for example um, she'll do current events um, weekly so she'll have the opportunity to read then Um, she'll read you know there's so many opportunities throughout the day uh, when it comes to reading Um, but during the novel studies I'm going to be reading aloud to her and we're going to just I'm going to do it at nap time when the other children are napping and it's just going to be her and I we're going to chill on the couch we're going to set the scene probably have some she'll probably have tea i'll have coffee because that's (laughs) that's my second cup time (laughs) um and we'll you know have our snack and i'll try to keep it like you know really lightweight and special Um, so why why read to her so um i was reading a book Mm -hmm. um about read aloud it's called the read aloud family and it's just basically it talks about so many benefits that um, come from reading to your children. And a lot of people read to their children until their children are able to read on their own. And, you know, you miss those opportunities to really connect. And then also there's so many like social emotional benefits Um, when it comes to reading to your children so for example you know if you're reading a book that's on level or maybe a little bit above level you have to do more brain work and so you're not really as engaged in the story okay right and so of course that's beneficial but there are other ways to do it and you know the book talks about and i agree that these are special opportunities that you know i can have with layla where she's able to really get lost in the actual story and to like really fall in love with reading as a way to it's it's kind of therapeutic yeah you know what i mean yeah it's it's um i actually like the idea um, not only for all the things that you listed, but I think it's also beneficial because it'll also help work on like listening skills as well. Yeah. Um, especially I think in today's world where you have so much technology that that focus, that long-term focus is very hard, which I find very hard with my daughter because she has ADHD to kind of like keep that focus for such a long time. Right. Um, it can make it more captivating. So that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So basically that's what we're going to be doing for, um, novel studies and within each novel study there's like a theme kind of built into it um so for example at one point in the year we're going to read brown girl dreaming um and that 
is a memoir. And so during that time, we'll talk about autobiographies and Layla will have the opportunity to not only, you know, listen to um, Brown Girl Dreaming and like really understand that, but also to think about her own life and important events for her. And I'll be sharing mine and important events for mine. And then we'll kind of, you know, talk about that. So, and we're going to start the year off really light in reading a Judy Bloom book. And I really like put a lot of thoughts into the books and try to choose books. Some books that I have like nostalgia from my childhood, like Judy Bloom, mm-hmm. The Giver. Oh, um, The Giver. Yeah, right? Um we're reading uh but not buddy do you remember but not buddy Mm, no i don't oh it's so good um so we're you know doing all of this and um from that we're gonna have like writing is also gonna kind of be woven in so Mm -hmm. She'll write her autobiography. Um, and, you know, when we read narrative pieces, she'll write a narrative piece and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, I'm actually looking for the list, our book list that we'll be reading this year. Yeah. Um, so we're doing, um, instead of having like language arts this year, we're doing kind of like you said, like novel studies, we're just calling it literature. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just there's a list of books that she has to read um, most of the ones if they have movies to them then we'll watch movies um, you know once it's finished and we'll have like very like deep discussions about the book mm-hmm. there are some like mini quizzes in between just to kind of keep her on track so she so I under, know that she's comprehending what is happening and what's going on right um, but for the most part she does it on her own so um this year kai's going into sixth grade so she'll be 12 um in february mm-hmm. and so what we're really focusing on this year is kind of like um independence in a, in a sense being responsible for your your livelihood in the sense of um she's like making her own schedule for school um, she gets to pick when she, when she's going to read the book, you know, mm-hmm. in what order and what sequence. And even when she reads it, originally I had carved out time um, throughout the school day for her to read the book. But she said that she prefers to read books at night before she goes to bed. OK, which, is you know, like something you do with kids anyway before bedtime. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, cool. If that's how you want to do it, that's completely fine with me. So that actually kind of like makes more space for other things we can do during the day anyway. Um, and so then we just kind of like, I'm just going to check in with her, you know, every couple of days or so to see how it's going. And then we'll go from there. So the books that we're reading this year is kind of like coming of age books. Okay. So, um, some of them being, um, fiction, some being nonfiction. So the first book that she picked actually was the hunger games. Mm -hmm. So she's reading that. I have, um, I know why the cage bird sings. Uh, the Diary of Anne Frank, I Am Malala, um, The Hiding Place, and where is it? Uh, the Lovely Bones, which is kind of like a big oh, question yeah. mark. 
I'm not sure if I want to. Yeah. What? That's like a big question mark for me. It's I'm not so sure. nostalgic. Yet. Like holes, the lovely bones, the giver. Yeah. Um, but so far with the Hunger Games book, she likes. Anyway, like I said, like I said before, we're we're doing it as she writes her own schedule, which I think um, works really well for her because then it's not like a surprise about what we're doing today. She kind of sets the tone for the things and how the day is going to take place. Um, so what I do now is I make all the assignments due on a Friday and then she, I bought her like a planner and she writes in her planner like what what she want to do on what days and, and stuff like that. So she kind of just okay. sets the tone for how the day will go or even how long she wants to work. Like if she decides that she only wants to do a half a day um, or a longer day, then that's cool. So we've been in, yeah, cause we've been in the school for about two weeks now. Okay. So how do you guys keep track of like hours? Because I know in Pennsylvania, there's a certain amount of hours that we have to have at the end of the year. And so I'm wondering if she's like making her own schedule and things like that. How do you guys make sure that you're meeting that requirement? So in Florida, there is not not a thing as a set amount of hours. Um, at the end of the year, we have to be evaluated um, either by a therapist or a teacher. Um, and right now, since Kai isn't in therapy, we're doing the teacher evaluation. Mm-hmm. And so we just send them in work from the beginning of the school year, send them in work um from the middle send them work from the end and they kind of just want to see that there is a progression of learning okay that's interesting Mm -hmm. and then as far as the hours are concerned um she really just might have up to five tasks a day to complete Mm -hmm. each task um it really for her depends on what the task is and how she's feeling I know that, like, um, because right now we have her taking a combination of, like, L-theanine, some glycine, and some GABA to kind of, like, help her focus while she's in school. Mm -hmm. But depending on what time she takes it and what time that kicks in and what she's working on, she'll, like, have a harder time with certain things. For instance, like, when we did math the other day, which we're only still in review for math, it took her about an hour and a half to complete the whole assignment, which is not something I would have expected. Okay. However, the other assignments, like the Spanish, only took her 20 minutes. Okay. So. Yeah. So, um, it kind of going back to what I was saying before, as far as like the binding, um, one thing new that I'm doing this year in our curriculum um, is because, so our family wanted to start a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And so we want to start that by Layla she's going to have a segment where she's going to review the books that we read mm-hmm. um and they're going that's going to be like the start of our YouTube channel so in each one she's going to like that's her technology piece like um she's going to edit the video she's going to record she's going to edit um and we're going to learn how to like work all the you know different software and things like that and so we're really excited about that because it's not something that we've ever done before and it's something that she's really interested in Mm -hmm. so i figured that would be a good opportunity for us to like bond in that way Mm -hmm. um another way that we are focused on bonding throughout the year is that um each month there will be like an outing 
Mm -hmm. Um, And it would just her and her dad. So it'll be from morning until a little bit after lunch. They'll leave early in the morning. They'll do whatever outing um, that has to do with whatever we're learning at that time. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go out and have lunch and then come back. So um, that's a once a month thing. And they'll go places like museums, live performances, plays, things like that. Mm -hmm. Just um, as long as you know we plan around like you know what we're doing right um, and and Ethan works from home too right yeah so he works from home um his hours are pretty flexible because he has like a break Mm -hmm. um at some point and then um on Tuesdays and third no not Tuesdays there's actually it's Mondays and Wednesdays Mm -hmm. um it's even more flexible because the break is like earlier in the day Mm -hmm. so um, that's likely when they'll be, you know, doing that. Um, and again, it's so it's just once a month, so that's good too. Mm-hmm. And then the other um, outing we're going to have will be quarterly, and it'll be a family outing, and it'll also um, be homeschool, and that's how we'll include her siblings and both her parents at the same time. And so, will that be like during a weekend or? Um, during the school week because you still have like a daycare it'll be during a school week so I um, a part of my calendar for my program is that I have um, one early dismissal or closing a month and it kind of rotates every other month on a Friday Mm -hmm. so whenever it's time for our quarterly outing which there will only be three a year it'll fall on one of those days okay okay that's cool and it's like it's nice too because you know you and Ethan both work from home with the kids. Yeah. Um, Ryan works overnight. He works four p.m. to four a.m. Yeah. And his schedule is kind of like rotating, but it's it's really beneficial for us. So he'll only ever work the most maybe four days a week. Okay. Um. So it seems like it, it almost feels like he's never really at work. Going yeah, because it's <laughs> when he's there you're asleep. Right. Um, so what we do is because he usually wakes up somewhere between 1030 and 1130 and we homeschool. We had we sold our house and moved into uh, apartments. Mm-hmm. And one of the perks of being in apartments is that you have like the clubhouse area, which is kind of just like a common area for all mm-hmm. the residents here. Um, so we pack up in the morning. We have like a little wagon, a little cart, and we'll just walk over to the clubhouse with all the things we need for the day. When Ryan wakes up, he wakes up and he makes lunch for us. So we'll keep okay. working pretty much yeah. until, yeah, pretty much until he gets there. So he'll, he'll make lunch for us, but then he'll go pick up Eli, my four-year-old from her uh, preschool program, which mm-hmm. is like, like a half a skip away. Um, and then he'll bring her to me and then we'll all eat lunch together as a family. Yeah, that's nice. And so I think it's really important to kind of work in. I feel like since we're homeschooling, that's kind of the beauty of it. And that's the point is to bring us closer. And so like having those opportunities to bond together and, you know, for it to be a part of school, I mm-hmm. feel like it's probably the best part. Yes, I agree. Um I, I we're not doing anything different this homeschool year than we did like the last years. I think we are just 
more inept to fine tuning it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, because we already started school, so what happened this year is we actually did like a softer opening rather than just being like, okay, let's just get back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. So like the first week, um, she probably had like one assignment and we didn't even wake up as early. Not that we even wake up early because honestly, we wake up at 7.30, get Eli ready, drop her off. But we don't start homeschool until about 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first week we actually just woke up up at nine o'clock went down to the to the clubhouse you know made sure all of our systems and stuff was working but she had like one assignment and then we kind of called the quits from there um and then the the next week which was a full week she probably had like three assignments a day and she even said like she liked that better kind of like easing back into it instead of just right yeah a, a quick turnaround yeah so we talked a lot about literature um language arts things like that what are you guys doing for math uh you know your other subjects math social studies science so for math we actually just follow the Khan academy kids curriculum for okay math. yeah um which i like because then she has someone else explaining it to her and if she, if she really doesn't understand the way that they're explaining it on there then i'll explain it to her so she has like multiple ways to come at it we also use quizzes for math um, mm-hmm. as like supplemental work. So if it's something or a concept that she's not getting or she just needs more work with it, we'll use quizzes um, because we're paperless. We don't use paper at all for homeschool. Everything is mm-hmm. either on the computer or um, we have uh, like many dry erase boards for everyone. Uh, okay, yeah. Last school year we had, when we was at my house, we had um, a table that I painted with the dry erase paint and they kind of just wrote, on the table but obviously can't do that this year yeah <laughs> um can't go paint in the clubhouse right <laughs> <laughs> so they we just have um like miniature dry erase boards um okay as far as the other subjects like this year we're doing african history um and for that i just found a textbook um looked up the credentials of the textbook and everything like that and kind of just pull from there. So for that one, that's very in in depth as far as like, I have to read the textbook ahead of time, figure out how we're going to, you know, plan it out, figure out the quizzes for it and everything like that. So for that subject, it's a little bit more work for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also doing mythology and theology. Okay. So we're not, we're not religious. Um, so my kids didn't grow up knowing any particular religion. They're aware of religion. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that we had always told my daughter is that, you know, when she turns 13, that in our eyes, she's an adult or a sub adult, should I say is what is a term that we use. So you're like an adult in training. So the decisions and the choices that you make are yours, but we're here to guide you and to kind of like mentor you through that. And one of those things was, you know, religion. So even though we're not religious people, we don't necessarily oppose that onto our children. And so we just want to give her the knowledge and the information um, as best as possible for her to be able to, to, to choose if that's something that's for her or not for her. Okay. And so that's the reason for the theology class this year mm-hmm. is to kind of explore, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, for us, we're using IXL um, for math. Um, we're using the IXL workbook and the online program. And so she's going to do um, 
30 minutes online um, of IXL and it's it'll it's basically kind of broken down like Khan Academy by standard um, and that's what I really like about it that it was kind of aligned with the PA standards and a lot of schools in Pennsylvania use it mm-hmm. so it was just that security of knowing you know okay these this is fourth grade these are the standards this is what she should know um, because honestly math is not my strong point right um, so I want to make sure that I'm hitting all the targets. Like, I don't want to miss anything. So, um, she's going to use that online and then the workbook will kind of be like supplemental. Brush up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for language, we're going to do American sign language and Spanish and Spanish is going to be very introductory. I'm actually going to do, um, both of those interwoven with my child care program so we're starting sign language this year um with my child care program and spanish and so like layla will be a part of that and i'll start off just like labeling everything um and just kind of practicing those words um she'll do duolingo um you know during the day um and then for social studies we're doing current events so she'll have the opportunity just to, you know, look at what's happening in the world. She'll choose one event that she wants to write about. And then she'll just do a summary of it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of talk about that. And so the in, um, how it's kind of interwoven with my son and my preschool program that I have at home is that a part of our curriculum we have like this huge map and you know the goal is to visit all the places on the map right so we make sure we integrate an activity from each you know area and so that's how i'm going to encourage layla to really broaden the horizons of her current events beyond what's going on just here in philadelphia Mm -hmm. so you know i'll start out like you know just look at the news pick something that's interesting or something that kind of stood out to you and talk about it and then as the year goes on i want to encourage her to kind of take it further and really explore things that are happening in um you know around the world world. Mm -hmm. and then also kind of thinking critically about like how does it compare to what we're experiencing and um you know there's so much violence and things like that going on right here in the city of philadelphia and then there are so many events that we hear about on the news and we think about it as like such a far away thing and Mm -hmm. a lot of people actually are experiencing some of those things on a smaller scale maybe but we're definitely you know here experiencing those things and thinking about how we can um contribute to making things better yeah um so that's our social studies. Um, so what science? Oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was gonna say for Spanish. I know you said you mentioned that you were going to use Duolingo. How do you feel like you'll do with Spanish? Like for someone who's not necessarily a fluent Spanish speaker. Um, I feel like I feel like I'll do fine. I, I'm I'm not a Spanish speaker. Um, but we do. Efren's dad speaks Spanish. Um, Layla, you know, Efren's family is half of his family is Puerto Rican so um his dad does speak Spanish 
um and the, the children actually bought it to me like layla came home and was i mean not layla noah came home from t-ball not too long ago and was like my pop-pop speaks spanish and i'm like yeah he does <laughs> he's like i want to speak spanish <laughs> so i was like okay well let's learn spanish yeah so we're, we're definitely gonna um you know we have that resource which is awesome um, and then Duolingo isn't something that my husband and I aren't familiar with. It was always something. I was very intrigued by the fact that my husband doesn't know Spanish, but his father does. So I would always encourage him to learn. So uh-huh. we had Duolingo for a long time and we kind of downloaded I mean, not downloaded, but um, switched over to the Spanish keyboard on our cell phones and we would kind of go back and forth. Um, so I feel like it's definitely doable i feel like just like with anything else it's obviously a a learning curve but you can you can learn it together as a family it's not something that you know is impossible my husband's also puerto rican and everyone 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 in his (laughs) family speaks spanish except for him and his brother and it's not one of those things where it's like they speak a little bit of spanish or they can understand it but they can't speak it like I can pass for being Hispanic more than my husband could because he, like, even when I say things to him, he's like, I don't know what you're saying to me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but we also do, like, the whole Duolingo, which I would, you know, like, not to toot my own horn, but, like, my Spanish is pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the biggest hurdle that I have is, like, conversational Spanish, which, luckily, living in Florida, there are a lot of Hispanics. Um and what I have found is even working down here, like, it's such a need to know it being down here. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was working at the vitamin shop. People used to come in and be like, habla espanol. And I'm like, see, sí. And then, oh! And then they start, like, like coming at right, me. I'm like, okay, right, okay, right. like, slow down. And so, like, having to learn, like, it's one thing when you're learning, like, terms, like, okay, how to say things in your bedroom, how to say things mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like names of vitamins and names of amino acids all this in like spanish i'm like okay this is like different spanish than like what i'm used to but right <laughs> it's definitely um a need um but i have found it hard to teach her spanish or at least for her to stick with it it's, it's like she just she, it's, she forgets it so is she interested i think she was interested when it wasn't hard <laughs> okay but now I'm finding it hard, harder. And, you know, like, because Spanish is, is, you know, your language is one of the things you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that we are changing this year is that for when we're doing Spanish, I'm just going to speak Spanish. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything else. And it's just to kind of get her more, uh, encourage her to, to, to talk more and to hear it more often, but also incorporating some um, TV shows and some Spanish books, possibly. Um, and what about Ryan's family? Like, can't you guys talk to them? Yeah, or, sure, like, sure, sure. I feel like it might be interesting if it's if it has more to do with her. Yeah, and, and it sounds great, right? But one, most of his family lives in New York. Okay, yeah. The family that that we do mom lives in Florida. Right? The family that okay. we do know, which will be his mom. Um. That could be a possibility, but Kai is just, she's in that stage where she's just really uncomfortable around any adults that's not her parents. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so even when his mom tries to talk to her, she's just like, look at the phone like, yeah. And we're like, you know, like in the background, stop being so rude. Talk back to her. Answer her. <laughs> so that's probably not the best option right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what other things are we doing? Oh, science. For this year for science, we're doing microbiology. Um, so we bought a microscope and we, ha- we have a pond and we're going to do like the whole pond water experiment. It's going to be a lot of experiments, okay. um, which I'm excited for. And it seems like she's excited for it too. It is giving me like Enola Home vibes. Have you seen Enola Holmes on Netflix? No. Really? It's about um, sh- like Sherlock Holmes' sister and she was raised by her mom who mm-hmm. was a crazy science fanatic and they did mm-hmm. crazy wild experiments in their house. Um, that's kind of what I strive to be like, just blowing some stuff up in my house for the sake of science. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, go- it's going good so far and she likes it. She likes looking through a microscope. We've looked at a whole bunch of random stuff through a microscope just to kind of get her interested in the idea of looking at a microscope. Um, and so far, so good. Um, nice. So you had mentioned too um, about the time frames for the, for the requirements for Pennsylvania. How would that work with your preschoolers with Layla? Because as far as work time, work time and time that you have to 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 actually teach her versus her independent time. Because what I find so, with what sorry what I find with Kai is. Given her independent time is, um, I think it's scary for her. Hmm. So she, but she, she, I think she just feels really comfortable with me being like right there. I'm kind of like her fall guy. Yeah. It might just also be company like that separate things together thing. You know, if quality no. time is your, no, you don't no, so. it's not. It's, it's, it's this thing, right. That my family does. It's, it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm-hmm. It, they look at me as like a walking encyclopedia. So the comfort is knowing that I know the answer. So, so she doesn't have to work for it or anyone has to work for the answers because I already have them. Mm. Okay. I see what you're saying. So, so how would just so as far as so as far as times we're doing learning blocks. So there's a morning block and an afternoon block. Mm -hmm. Um, Our morning block is from nine to twelve, and we're gonna do current events, our grammar, like grammar spelling. Um, We're working on critical thinking skills a lot this year, so I'm using a book called Building Thinking Skills, Mm -hmm. and then um, included in the grammar is spelling rules and memory tricks and those are going to kind of rotate Mm -hmm. so there's nine to twelve and there's one to four and that's our afternoon block that's when we're going to do our novel study um monday through thursday on fridays we're going to do writing instead of the novel study okay and then we have like ixl in the 30 minute math um online our islamic studies um which some of it will come from me from a textbook that I um, purchased and then the rest of it will go to the masjid on Friday for um, Jumu'ah and then um, we have American Sign Language in Spanish also in the afternoon mm-hmm. and so that we need in Pennsylvania 
we need 900 hours in um all together Mm -hmm. so our days have to be at least five hours a day and we have to go for at least 180 days so that's basically how i broke it down we do i do a little bit over five just in case but we do five hours a day and i also have more than 180 days um of learning plant just in case something happens we get sick we go on a vacation family comes into town we don't get as much done that day or whatever um and we record i'll record that in my planner and it's really simple like i literally just write down like you know i have a little checklist that i kind of taped um onto like the month page on my planner Mm -hmm. and i just check off morning block afternoon block Mm -hmm. and it has all the details of what's in there so we decided to send eli to preschool this year mm-hmm. for multiple reasons so her preschool she goes monday through thursday from like eight twenty to twelve fifteen. right so one of the reasons we decided to, f- to send her was so that i can have some unobstructed time with kai um mm-hmm. to really like get into things that she needs like i said before she has adhd so sometimes when eli is like asking me questions while i'm trying to explain a concept to her or if i'm not looking at kai when she's talking to me she can't continue to talk like she needs that direct eye focus mm-hmm. um so i'm like okay you know sending her to school will probably be the best thing f- in order to get kai along you know that ball rolling for kai but also so that eli understands kind of how a school setting works um so she can kind of get that idea. But how do you feel like that'll affect your time with Layla with having other like preschoolers and, 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 and babies around to kind of like um, compartmentalize some of your, your mental space with Layla mm-hmm. still being there? So Layla's used to it and I'm used to it because, you know, for the last two years that we've been homeschooling, I've had family child care so it's not anything new for us mm-hmm. the morning block i made sure that it was things that are more independent work um that's where her workbooks will come in and it's more practice skills the um building thinking skills is like a book of like puzzles and riddles and you know um just like things like that that actually like get her brain going and it also kind of serves as like a warm-up like a brain warm-up okay so she's doing that she's doing the um spelling rules and memory tricks so that's basically just like a workbook of like all the spelling rules because people don't realize like there are actually rules a lot like and it it helps you to understand how to spell it makes you a better speller it does when you know the rules um so I'm working on that with her because I realized like when she was in kindergarten and first grade, that's when COVID was happening. Number one, first grade is when COVID hit. So I feel like if they were going to teach it, she missed it. Okay. So I wanted, I, I noticed that like she's still a phonetic speller. Like she, you know, hears a word and she spells it the way she hears it. Um, but going into fourth grade, I feel like, you know, there should be more of an understanding of why things are spelled the way they are and Mm -hmm. being able to apply that when you hear a word. 
Okay, so are you doing like lessons on prefixes and suffixes and um, like etymology of the words and stuff like that? All of that. That's cool. All of that is a part of like the spelling words and memory. I'm spelling rules and memory tricks. That's cool. We did that um, when Kai's first year of homeschool too, Mm because I didn't want to do spelling like uh, memorization of words. Mm Mm-hmm. I just kind of want her to understand how the rules work. And then as we, you know, come across words and she can kind of break it down herself. So sometimes Mm -hmm. even when 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 we're doing lessons, like when we did mythology and theology and I'm like, okay, what do these words mean? And so for her to be able to break it apart, like, okay, ology, like that means like the study of. So we're studying something, you know what I mean? So to kind of like help her break down the words. But that's that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. And I always worry, like, maybe maybe I should just give her spelling words. Maybe maybe that is the best route. But I'm noticing that this actually does work a lot better. Because not only does it help, like you said, with spelling of words, but also understanding what the words are, even right. if you can't understand them in the context that they're presented to you. Right. So we're actually going back. Um, I love what we're working on. It's like the book says like ages eight to nine mm-hmm. um, because they do have a fourth grade, like a, tr- a spelling tricks and rules for third and fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not. We're going to go back one and just a lot of it. I feel like she does know, but I want to make sure I like, like she's got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like I was saying, that all of, all of those things are in the morning. Her current events, that's an independent assignment. She's, there's no, I'm not grading, first of all, I'm not grading, but I'm not looking for, um. Right or to, wrong or perfect. Yeah, like, a, just, right. It's more of an opinion. It's more of like reading, understanding kind of thing. So that's all our morning block. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the afternoon block is are the things that she needs more like instruction mm-hmm. and it's during nap time. So our nap time is from one thirty to three thirty, And so she starts at one and she ends at four. So there's that half an hour before and the half an hour in the end where she'll have to kind of get started on her own. But I feel like that's fine. Okay. That's cool. Um, so one of the things I wanted to mention because is I think one of the biggest things with homeschool, or like a myth of homeschool is working and homeschooling. Right. Now, of course, for you and Ephraim, like, you know, you incorporating Layla, Layla into kind of like what you already do at home might be mm-hmm. sound like, you know, like a little bit easier. And with Ephraim working from home. Um, but, you know, even though we talk on the channel about entrepreneurship, I am currently working. And when we started homeschool, I still was working then. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first started, I was working at my job, like 12 to eight kind of was my schedule, mm-hmm. but I was working at a gymnastics facility. And what I did was we homeschooled in the morning and then we took like a big break in, in the middle part, like a two hour break. So that would be the time we would be traveling for me to get to work. Right. Um, and then I was, um, like a director at this gymnastics facility. So the girls kind of like came into the office with me and that's what they did. Like their independent work from about one to three thirty. Mm-hmm. um, classes at the gym started after that. And my kids took classes at the gym. So they would just go back with all the after school kids and then, you know, go to their respective classes, whatever time those were. Um, but then after I left there, I started working at the vitamin shop. And sometimes I would have to work like at eight to four. Sometimes I would have to work like uh, one to nine. So it, it varied. Um, 
But the good thing about that is that the schedule was set a couple of weeks in advance. And because the curriculum is already written in advance, um, the days where I had to like, let's say work mornings, my husband would be in charge of homeschool. He was like, he acted as the substitute teacher and you kind of like mm-hmm. work for the substitute teacher right. to do with the kids. <laughs> um, but right now what I'm doing is, you know, trying to get this cafe open. My goal is in the next six to t- 12 months. Um, so I'm actually, uh, a, being a barista at a Starbucks, um, mm-hmm. to kind of get that, uh, those credentials underway. Yeah. Kind of an understanding of what it feels like to work in that environment. Right. Um, and then also an understanding of like all the things that people really enjoy exactly. um, from those environments. Too. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like training. Um, yeah. But what I did for then is just, I was very firm in my time that I could home um, work. Mm-hmm. So I I can only work after 2 p.m. on the weekdays. And then, you know, I'm free all weekend, preferably to work weekends, which, you know, people always need weekend work. So it kind of right. works out in that way. So if I ever have to start, it'll be um, at 2 o'clock, which I would just have to leave my family at like 1 30 but again it's still the independent time that she has in the afternoon now so it still works out to be you know the way we need it to be so what would you say is like the hardest part of working whether it is entrepreneurship or working for someone else outside of um your home so basically what i'm asking is like when it comes to homeschool, mm-hmm. what, what do you feel like is the hardest part? <sighs> the, I think the hardest part of homeschool is getting my kids to see me as the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there is a, cer- a different type of respect, a different type of work effort, um, and a different type of dependability like I said before you know she likes for me to be near her I think as her fall guy because it's easier for her but I also know that if she was in school knowing that you don't kind of have that to fall back on that you would use your own wits to do the work that you need to do Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I find that that's hard um the first year of homeschool I think my daughter was genuinely afraid of me And so, yeah, so any correction I gave her, she kind of just like shuddered and almost like broke down. So it, why (laughs) I had to be, I had to learn to be like more gentle in my approach. Um, and even making sure that she understood like, 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 you know, cause kids read your expression. So what she saw is like me being upset was probably just the fact that I was up early in the morning. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so just being more cognizant about that, my body language, um, how I'm presented to her, kind of like having to remember how teachers have to be in the classroom, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever it is that they're going through personally, they kind of got to put that smile on their face and walk through that door for the sake of those kids. And I'm like, OK, I also have to be that kind of person for her. And mm-hmm. it took it took some time, but it kind of eased up. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is still those moments where she, I, I think she's still looks look at me as her fall guy and it's kind of you know like a a bad habit to shake yeah yeah I feel like in terms of the hardest part for me uh when it comes to working from home and homeschooling at home obviously Mm -hmm. um is having a separation of 
time and space. You know, I don't want to be working all the time. And I want my children to know when, you know, I'm working and when I'm available for them. Like, I don't want them to feel like I'm always working because I work at home. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we did recently is um, I moved our child, my child care space um, to our finished basement, which is awesome. We're like loving it. The family's loving it, um, which gives my family opportunity to kind of hang out in the living room during the day. Um, you know, my husband feels more comfortable, like, you know, working and like, you know, going back and forth. Like he doesn't feel as restricted to upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, within that space, I integrated homeschool um, in the childcare space. So toward the back, I have like couches, um, the TV, which I don't use in my program, but we do use for homeschool, whether it's to watch videos or sometimes I might um, cast from my laptop onto the onto the tv because for some reason Layla likes it I don't know why it's the same thing she has her own laptop but she likes to hook it up to the hdmi cord and work from that's funny yeah I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) but she's really into it um so you know whatever floats her boat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she has that space back there and it's also where we'll do our novel studies we can like kind of cuddle up on the couch they recline and we'll put the fire uh like the fireplace youtube video on <laughs> and pretend that we have a fireplace and read um together and we've actually done that before like when she went for um went to pavcs Mm -hmm. we would put the fireplace on and she really enjoyed that too like it kind of set the mood you know yeah so um we're excited to have like that separation of homeschool and you know work and then you know at the end of the day you come upstairs and you know it's all behind you yeah i totally get that um I think I like the fact that we go down to the clubhouse because it not only helps her to be productive, but I'm also pretty productive too. And I definitely understand what you mean about that separation because I have so many things going on, right? Like I, I create this curriculum. I got to execute this curriculum, but then like I have rental property that I'm, you know, trying to get underway and, Mm -hmm. and, and handle that. And then I have a job Mm -hmm. and then I'm, I'm also working on building a business another and I, business right? right and it's so it's just i feel like i'm sometimes i feel like i'm being pulled in a whole bunch of different directions um yeah. and i never know when to stop working so like we'll do homeschool i'll eat lunch with the family which i'm have to tell myself like okay put the, you know close the laptop and even be present with your family but then like what my kids have been doing is literally right after homeschool is finished they'll jump right into the pool since we're right there at the clubhouse and i'm oh, like that's nice yeah but i'm like okay they're in the pool so I can go like work on other stuff and then and what happened is my husband he'll be at the gym which is also right next to the clubhouse so usually about the time that we're finishing homeschool is about the time that he's finishing up at the gym so then he'll get in the, in the pool with the kids for a little bit but then I'm just like inside like still working so yeah still on my laptop like trying to get stuff done so I've been making like more of an effort to be like no like be present be there with the family because it's important for them to see me in a different light besides like just that teacher light yeah, as well too yeah 
Yeah. Or even just entrepreneur mom. Like, you know, having those opportunities to really bond. And I feel like um, this is like nothing to do with homeschool. But on a previous episode, we talked about like, um, you know, my relationship with my mom. And I feel like that was a big part of it. Like, she was very intentional about bonding. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't matter what it was like she was very intentional about it no matter how old I was no matter how old my siblings were and I feel like that's why we're all so close and so I really want that for my family so that's like top that's like number one priority that's so cool I I think it's something like in retrospect I look back and I'm like okay we need to spend more time together because we I didn't spend that much time with my mom I actually was I preferred not to um <laughs> seriously and so with, with kai especially with her getting older like i'm telling myself like no you gotta you know like yeah. go on dates with her and and do these things with her and i was just telling my husband like we should once a month let the kids sleep in our bed you know mm-hmm. we'll all cuddle up cause we have i know right we have the projector in our room so i'm like you know we'll cuddle up they'll sleep in our bed we'll watch a movie together and we'll just you know be like cute or something because the kids yeah. would love it so yeah yeah i think you'll love it too honestly like once once you start doing that i think it's gonna be like you know like it's one of those things when your kids grow up and they leave it'll be like who's gonna sleep in my bed I doubt it, but it's the- <laughs> but just the simple fact that I know it's going to happen, it will definitely be an easier transition. Yeah, because you know, like my husband just got back in my bed himself. You know what I mean? Like we we're still like uh, okay, our I stuff forgot that you prefer to sleep alone. I, I just forgot. prefer to sleep alone. This is all new for me. Hey, friends! Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow our business tags at the Apothecary and Lotus Family Education Center. And look out for podcast updates at successfully underscore speaking on Instagram. Tune in next week when we share ways that we bring in money and how. How?